Well, Ulysses, uh, as far as the series against the Houston Astros, it wasn't ideal for the Tampa Bay Rays, but at the end of the day, they are playoff bound for the fourth year in a row. Yes, a lot of things to celebrate, a lot of not so many good things, like you said in, uh, on the weekend series, but let's talk about all of it starting right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked on Rays podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked on Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays and email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. We do plan to have a mailbag episode this week, so get your questions, comments, concerns, and voice memos into us uh, whenever you can, and we'll try to wrap those off for you. So uh, before we get into a little bit of uh, the bad news, again, the Rays just keep losing series uh, left and right, evidently, but um, let's get to the good stuff. The Rays, again, making their fourth straight playoff appearance, 2019, 2020, 2021, and now 2022. Was it ever in doubt for you, Ulysses, that the Rays were going to uh, celebrate at some point this weekend? First, before answering that question, I want to make it known that ever since this podcast started on yeah. June 10th, 2019, the Rays have always gone to the postseason. Correlation? Causation? I don't know. You be the judge, but that is the facts. Now, yeah. to answer your question, Kevin... No. And if you go and roll the tape back in any other episodes, I always said, yes, they're going to make it. It wasn't frustrating at times. Mm-hmm. Bleep. Yeah. Bleeping bleep. Yeah. It was frustrating. It still is frustrating uh, when, when you have um, games like on Sunday, for example, but all, overall tremendous, tremendous work by this um but by, by, by these the, this team of players uh, and not only the 26 in the active roster thank you brett phillips thank you brett phillips yeah. uh you know thank you uh chris well thank you dustin knight you know mm-hmm. master boney played a part in it like every single player that put on the rays uniform they did something to help Yakabonis. does anybody remember Yakabonis? i do thank you Yakabonis. Hope right. you're doing well in AAA. Um, everybody really helped this team. Even a guy coming back from Tommy John, like uh, Tyler Glass, now putting putting in his three innings of work and 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 looking great. Uh, it, it was never in doubt. It was frustrating at time at times. And the only thing that I'm really frustrated mostly about is that the Rays are not going to get to the 90 win. Um, right you know, standard, which is a really good season that just cause you get into playoffs doesn't mean like, Oh, they didn't get 90 wins. No, they got in. That's the bigger picture. But as an aside, you also like to hit the 90 to feel really good. And they're just shy about that. Yeah. Um, more broadly, of course, the Rays making four straight playoff berths, eighth 
in the last 15 years. Only the Braves, Cardinals, Dodgers, and Yankees have done that. And yes, while it seems like, and I'm glad you mentioned some of those other bit contributors to uh, the Rays getting to where they have gotten to this season. Over 60 players were used on the active roster for the Rays. So uh, when Mike Zanino was out, when Brandon Lau was out, when Kevin Kiermeyer was out, when Andrew Kittredge and J.P. Fireisen was out, I mean, just it goes on and on. When you know, Wander Franco and Hale Ramirez and Manny Margot and so many others have missed big chunks of time, there have been other guys yeah. that have stepped up in their stead. Now, I guess moving on a little bit and big picture here. So 2019, 2020, uh, 2021, and now 2022, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and throw this out. I guess I'll go ahead and ask it. Uh, is your confidence level going into the playoffs of this respective team lower than those other respective teams of 2019, 2020, and 2021? I, I and I know the regular so. season is not over yet, but still. I think so. I think so. And if you just take the first barometer that I was just mentioning, that the wins, 2019, 96 wins. Yes. Okay. Uh, even the 2018 team, which ba- which was basically a college team. Right. They, they, they hit 90 wins. They hit 90 wins. So mm-hmm. I am not as confident. And that doesn't mean before any, any keyboard warriors come at us on, on social media – and on YouTube comments, that doesn't mean that the players are worse. It's just they're some of them are underperforming, and some of them have hurt a bit, been hurt for so long that they the, the bottom line you know got skewed into the wrong side. And also, they're not even available. I mean, Brendan Lau is not available. Yes. A Mike Zunino with a thirty home run pop is not available. Anybody who has pop is not available. Either they've been traded away or they're not, uh, they're, they're not really flexing their muscles uh, for, for the pop. David Peralta is still have yet to, to hit a home run for the Rays uh, th- th- this season. So, yeah, the confidence level is definitely lower than in years past. Um, and I think with good reason. Right. Um. And let's be frank here, if not for expanded playoffs, the Rays would be on the outside looking in for a playoff spot. But the, And you know what? It kind of makes you think about, we've, we've talked about this endless thing. We said they're not trying to tank. That's preposterous. That's ridiculous. Right. They're not tanking. That's ridi- I still feel that way. But now that they're in, uh, you know, the last seed, I, I don't like it. I, I feel like people are just doing the whole hashtag tanking for, for Tito for fun, but they actually yeah. do mean it. Like, oh, yeah, Cleveland. Like, the race lost both series against the Cleveland Guardians, both of them. Okay? Right. Yes, the last one, they played really close games each and every single three of, uh, of the three games. They still lost. So the season series was two and four against the race, and people are still like, oh, wait, yeah, we're tanking for Tito. This is awesome. Like, have you watched it? I mean, again, I don't understand how race fans who consistently get uh, brushed off by mainstream baseball media and, and know what that is like and understand how that is hurtful and without basis sometimes that the race right. just gets scoffed at. How can race fans that have this experience day in and day out do the same thing to the Cleveland Guardians. 
Yeah. I don't the understand Guardians, that, Kevin. The, the Guardians could flip it around and say, oh my gosh, we get to face the Rays instead of facing the Mariners and the Blue Jays? Man, we just won the lottery here. Have you seen that offense since mid-September? That Rays offense, that lackluster offense? There's yeah. your sign right there. Um, and not to make this a Debbie Downer episode, of course, with the Rays uh, clinching their fourth straight playoff berth, but there are some concerns. There are some concerns going into this very last uh, series of the season before the Rays get into postseason play. Um, I think one of the concerns is that the Rays have not had enough built bars. I think that's been part of their problem as of late. I think so too. And you know what? I'm going to introduce you to your new favorite, Kevin, which is the cookie dough chunk puffs mm. which have a light and chewy texture real cookie dough chunks and of course you know it they're all covered in 100 percent real chocolate all of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of actually making it and cleaning it plus it's healthy for you and you know it cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have only 15 grams of protein in them that's amazing okay that is the perfect treat for you if you want to have something delicious and healthy and like you know it i've said it they have a hundred percent real chocolate so what do you have to do you got to go to built.com you use promo code locked on 15 that's a new promo code people so again write it down locked on 15 and you get 15 percent off your order at built.com, use promo code locked on15 to get 15% off your order at built.com. All right. So, some of the issues with the Rays, of course, uh, they lost the series against the Houston Astros. In fact, uh, if my math and research is correct, the Rays have not won a series since really mid September, September 19th, when they won the series against the Texas Rangers. And since that time, they've had eight games where they've scored one run or fewer, and they seemingly have a theme of, okay, we'll win the first game of the series, and then we'll just punt the last two games of a series and lose on out from there. It's, that's why the tanking for Tito crowd is so loud, yeah. because it, it, does, it does fit into the narrative. In fact, there was a moment on Sunday's game where – Walls was uh, had runners in scoring position, uh, and he wasn't pinch hit for uh, when Yandy Diaz and and Wander Franco were available. I am so glad, you know, that Mark Topkin actually asked the question to Kevin Cash: Why did you not hit pinch hit for for Taylor Walls? I mean, we all know Taylor Walls's numbers this season. For those that don't know them, please. Grab your pencil and paper because I will read them off to you. 173 batting average, 267 on base, a 286 slug. That's a 553 OPS. You don't like uh, uh, batting averages and, and slash lines because you think that's too uh, Roger Maris old timey for you? Okay. Uh-huh. Well, I'll give you some analytics. Analytics negative 0.7 F4 in a 66. WRC plus. He does those not are, uh, get. Yeah, those are National League pitcher hitting numbers. Right. So he does not get pinch hit for. I'm happy. Thank you, Mark Topkin, for asking the question to Kevin Cash. And Kevin actually had an answer for it. He did mm-hmm. say he had told the two guys 
at the beginning before before the game started you're going to get a whole full day off unless there's an injury um and so he they they had the day off and and so that tells me kevin that it's it's frustrating we want to see the race win games but overall kevin cash's priority is not to win games anymore it really isn't the priority is to have guys healthy we know wonder franco missed a lot of time with the handmade bone uh, and and some hamstring and 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 soft tissue uh, injuries a bit, uh, in, in, earlier in the year. We also know Yandy Diaz have been has been uh, suffering from the left shoulder discomfort, uh, which he's going to have to take care of throughout the playoffs and hopefully get taken right. care of uh, in the off season. So it was frustrating not to see him use his bench, but now we know. Like you said, it seems like they're just punting the last two games. Eh. Kinda yeah, like, it it kind of does look that way there, there, Kevin. And at the end of the day, they've they've made the playoffs, and great it would be. I mean, I guess the question for the Rays is, and if you're a Rays fan, would you rather face the Guardians or face the Blue Jays? I mean, just looking at it objectively, I'd probably rather face the Blue Jays than the Guardians right now. You look at which team the Rays have had more success against, which team might they be more comfortable in a road and environment and which team is hotter as of right now i mean the guardians are eight and two in their last really any part of the guardians but again kevin cash has to look at it as we can't take the risk it's sort of like football in a way where i mean we've had the rays are basically like a football team with the amount of injuries and attrition that they've dealt with is that once you're in the dance once you've clinched that playoff spot all right second string quarterback all right second string offensive line all right, practice squad, let, let's roll you out for this last game or last two games. And I think that's more or less what the Rays are doing. Like, um, you know, the, the matchups that they have uh, against the Red Sox, Glasnow, Springs, Rasmussen, something tells me that it's not like they're going to be pushed to their limit in those last three games by any stretch of the imagination. And Kevin, anybody who would be like, oh, that's preposterous. Well, what happened with, uh, with Klubot? Five innings. What happened yeah. with Shane McClanahan? Five innings. The priority for Kevin Cash is clear right now. It is not to win ball games. It really isn't. It's to just keep guys healthy this last week so that they right. can 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 have a, their best foot forward for the playoffs because that's the bigger picture. The bigger picture is not to get to 89 wins. The, big, the, the biggest picture is to do well in the playoffs and have as many healthy players, your best players, players being healthy um because uh, yeah i want Rene pinto to be healthy but it's francisco mejia who i really want to to be healthy you know it's it's your best players that that need to be healthy and that's what he's doing right now and it's it just i bring that to an to attention because there was a quote on on saturday which it just it it read so fake um by kevin cash is like our number one priority is of course to get uh seating uh but we also want to keep uh guys healthy as well i i mean can can we just cut the crap sometimes can we just like say honestly right now that we've made it into the dance we just need to get keep guys healthy uh an 88 win record or an 89 win record does not mean anything right now we just need the playoffs is what's important i would love that 
I would love to hear that from a manager giving transparency to its fandom. In, 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 but in, instead, we get, well, our, our number one priority is to get number one seating. Like, it's honestly not. It's really not yeah. when, when you're using the players the way that you are, which I'm not judging you about. I think you're doing the right thing. I'm just judging the, the lip service that you're giving us. Yeah, a couple things. Uh, first off, I'm surprised that Mark Topkins stuck around for game three because he's usually on a plane to the next city and has oh, come you know, on. the backup, the correspondent, the freelancer that's filling in for uh, pinch hit duty, if you will. Um, the other thing, too, is I wonder if this would be a different game plan scenario and storyline for the Rays if they had a legit shot at that top wild card if they were within a half game or a game of the Blue Jays and they understand the importance of getting that home field advantage as opposed to, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of glossed over it, I guess, a little bit. Who would you rather face, Cleveland or Toronto? Maybe it doesn't matter for the Rays. Maybe it's just like, our, yeah, it, it, it would be great if we faced Toronto instead of Cleveland, but our bigger priority and focus is making sure that we have our studs ready for whoever we play. And whoever we play, it, it doesn't matter if they're not, if those guys aren't healthy or if something happens to them or if they're not at at a hundred percent health. Maybe the that whole idea started with not winning those five, those the, that Toronto series at home. Yeah. Uh, not winning any Jays. series since you know not winning a series in their last four or five, whatever it is now. But. But that was a big swing because it was the Blue Jays. It was a two-game yeah. swing by not really capitalizing on 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 those first two victories and then just kind of splitting that series at the trap. It, it really maybe that's what started the look. Now this is going to be really tough, and we should just keep guys healthy. Maybe it started a little bit later, but yeah. regardless, yeah, I, I I look at the at the motto that the race have built since 2018. It's try to get into the playoffs as many times as possible, get as many bites of the apple, because one of those, you're going to win it all, the the, the more tries that you get. Um, So, yeah, it doesn't really matter to them if they face the Jays, the Mariners, or the Guardians, because they said the playoffs is a crapshoot. This is the whole mentality. Anything can happen in the playoffs. Anything can happen in a three, five, or seven-game series. And if you're a Rays fan and you're saying, what? That's preposterous. The Rays lost against the Cincinnati Reds, and by loss, a series, I mean they got swept. Yeah. They got swept. Does that mean that the Reds are a better team than the Rays? No. So anything can happen in a three-game series, five-game series, seven-game So it really does not matter in their viewpoint if it's the Jays, the Mariners, or the Guardians that they're facing. I mean, look at last year for the Rays. Uh, <laughs> team 100 wins and a bad call, multiple bad calls, a bad bounce, some bad luck, and <laughs> we're out of the playoffs. What the hell happened just now? Like, that can happen. And it could. this also could be a Rays team where, like, they're limping into the playoffs and then they suddenly get hot. And they go on a crazy two-week stretch. This team that, again, is 21st in runs scored, 25th in OPS, 26th in home runs. They could have a string where even against, you know, whether they're uh, facing Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie and Cal Quantrill. I mean, 
I, I don't think they're going to, you know, run up the scoreboard, but they, they lean into a couple and how do they, how do they score four five, six runs in this series and, and moving on to the ALDS? You know, sometimes that's Kevin, the way the cookie crumbles. Would you have, would you have put money that the, the 100 wins, uh, uh, race would have not even seen a game five yeah. in, 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 in last year's ALDS? No. We all felt so comfortable with that offense. And it's not like the offense was, was, was shaky or didn't appear. Like, it, it did enough to win. It was, on the contrary, it was the rookie pitching that really, you know, kind of had a tough time with the, with the bright lights. I don't see that being the case this year. I don't think Shane McClanahan or Tyler Glass now or Jeffrey Springs or Drew Rasmussen. Oh, don't tell me that Shane McClanahan and Drew Rasmussen don't have a, the biggest poker chip on their shoulder that yeah. they're going to be like, I'm going to shove. I did not like, I've been carrying this for a year. I'm going to shove like those guys. So I have no problem with the pitching and the bullpen. I feel like they're going to be okay. It's the offense. Do we trust that offense? Is David Peralta going to be okay with his hip? My goodness. Uh, he was taken out in, in the first inning. I know Cash said, I'm not overly concerned. Fine. He's, uh, they asked Yandi, is your left shoulder okay? He said, if it was tomorrow, the wild card game, I would be 100% in the lineup. Fine. Wander Franco, apparently it's okay. I'm worried about the offense because I don't think there's anything to worry about in the pitching side of things. I don't know if you agree with that. No, I agree with that. And uh, David Peralta, you hope he's okay because while he has yet to hit the long ball for the Rays, uh, for one, congratulations to him on getting a thousand career hits. That is uh, a really tremendous milestones. But since he was acquired, he's been very critical defensively. He's been critical with, clutch hits, whether it's tying go-ahead RBIs or whatever it may be or, or getting on base. And he's fourth in doubles and, and tied for fourth in RBIs since the All-Star break on the Rays. So while we haven't seen the the power output that we would expect, and not to mention just the the veteran presence and uh, the, the middle of the order, the, the type of guy that he is to the clubhouse, just like nobody talks about Robbie Grossman, but Robbie Grossman – uh, for whichever team he plays on has an impact on those younger players. And I think that's something that uh, doesn't get talked about enough. So um, yeah, you hope that he's healthy because it's like David Peralt is out. Who are you replacing him with? Who are you giving those at bats to? And the person that you give who would take his at bats, are they going to be comfortable in the big moment of the playoffs? I think David Peralta right. can handle it, even though he has, has he been in a playoff game? Only once, only okay. once has he been in the playoffs before with the Diamondbacks. So it's been a minute. But and he's a 35-year-old. He's a decorated veteran. So Yeah, yeah. Again, 1,000 hits, like you said. Like, this guy has seen a lot of pitching, a, a lot of things in, 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 in the game. So I, I wouldn't put him as like, oh, he's going to have some some nerves. Like, no, nah, that's that's going to be fine. And, no. But, yeah, it's the, you're right, the offense. I mean, is, is Isaac Paredes going to make the playoff roster? Because if he doesn't make the playoff roster, roster it's randy rosarena and who else is providing nobody really yeah and and so. and, and we've got question marks i know Jimon Choi has started to heat up somewhat heat up very in in, in light in light yeah. color not bolded 
um, heated up. Is he uh, an option f- for the playoff roster? I mean, has, I, I analytics guys, let's go plug your ears. He's been hitting uh, under 200 since the all-star break. I, I've, I've never, and, and, and a little aside for, for the analytics crowd, show me a player that has hit less than 100 and been a really good player, like a product player. Like it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Maybe, so I uh, you, maybe Grandall. He has mine Grandall. All right, one guy in 150 years yeah. of baseball. So yeah, exactly. There's an outlier. Like there aren't many guys who can hit less than 200 and be productive. So I know we want to dismiss batting average. And again, I've said this before: do not only look at one category and then make a whole picture of a player. That's wrong. You should never do that. But show me a player that's that that hits less than 200 and is really productive and. I'll show you Yasmani Grandal's picture, and that's the only yeah. picture that you'll see. That's it. So he's well, been hitting less than 200. Is he an option for, for, the, for the playoffs? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think the concern is that, you know, a lot of concerns about the offense going into the playoffs, especially when you're facing really, really good pitching and it only continues to get better. Um, okay, Randy, we know about his playoff protege, could teams just not do the Aaron judge approach and pitch around them and have, I mean, yeah, make wander beat you. I mean, he, he probably can, but who else is going to beat you consistently or, or are they going to have enough guys that can strap together a walk and a hit and a base hit and do something with runners in scoring position to get the ball rolling. And they don't have that. Okay. We got two guys on one swing of the bat and we got three runs. That's not happening in this postseason. That's a big concern. Five guys need to turn it on <laughs> right yeah. now, uh, which are Yandy Diaz, kind of hurt. Hurt, that's a problem. Manuel Margot, hasn't been in the, in the lineup too often. Wander Franco, Randy Rosarena, and David Peralta. Those, that's, that's, that's the meat of the offense. Those guys are going to be playing every day. They have to. And so when you're not only depending on one guy. So when I, I'm saying that those five guys need to turn it on, it's that maybe Yandi and Manuel Margot and Randy are the big guys on Friday's uh, wildcard game. And then on Saturday, it's, it's David Peralta and whoever I didn't mention on Friday because I forgot. <laughs> so those, I mean, it has to be a revolving, you know, offense that, that gets it done. It's not you know, the Yankee show where it's going to be Aaron judge every day. It, it, the Rays are not built that way. They have to, you know, have multiple guys hot at the same time. And so has this race offense actually shown that in 2022? Yeah. For about six weeks, they did that in August, like late July, August, early September. They really showed that they could do that. Can they do, can they do it again for the next three weeks? Not to put pressure on the Rays pitching staff, but generally speaking, are they going to have to hold their playoff opponents to two runs or fewer pretty much every game? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Evan Klosky, Evan Klosky has, has set this point on, on the podcast multiple times. Four is the magic, uh, is the magic uh, number. Yeah. You, the Rays score four or more, they're going to win most likely. So... I would say you're close to it, Kevin. I, I think the Rays pitching staff needs to keep it to three or or two 
yeah. to win the game. And that's a lot of pressure. So going back to your original question, no, I am not as confident in the 2022 team as I was on the 2021, on the 2020, or the 2019 team. Yeah. And I think most race fans would feel that way. I don't think that I'm saying like a hot take here. You know, I'm not selling, right. you know, crazy things here. And the other thing too is, I mean, not to totally throw this under the rug, but the Rays did are ending the season on nine straight road games, cross country travel, not cross country travel, but you know, that's not an easy thing to do. And then right after that, you've got uh, some high intensity, high stress games that are coming your way. So hopefully the Rays uh, end things on a positive note against the Boston Red Sox. I'll tell you this, if they sweep the Red Sox, they'll end the season, what at 89 games, 89 wins. So Man, you, yeah. I almost don't want them to sweep the Red Sox because then it'd be like, man, you were that close to getting ninety, get, you, <laughs> you know, know or something. I'll, I'll I'll take a win the first game, win on the last game to get like a good flavor in your mouth yeah. before the wild card. Maybe maybe lose the meat of the, of that sandwich series. But right. what I want is Glass now. This is what I'm looking forward to. Glass now. He did three innings, fifty pitches. He looked great. Honestly, right before that home run, I was yelling at the TV. I'm not yelling, but I was telling at the TV, go fastball. Like, it's a 3-1 count. You're not going to lose this guy who's hitting 170 by throwing a curveball in the dirt. Like, just throw him a fastball right down the middle. If he hits it out, he hits it out. And as soon as he came out, boom, me hits it. I'm like, you know what? Fine. That's exactly what you needed to yeah. do. But anyway, Tyron Glass now, 50 pitches, three innings. He looked great. His stuff looked great. And apparently, he's super healthy. Fantastic. Now, what we're looking forward is four innings slash 65 pitches. Because if he's able to do that, Kevin, for the playoffs, he could be stretched out to five innings, 80 mm-hmm. pitches. And boy, that would just give so much of a punch in the face to whoever we're facing. Yes, uh, that would. that is needed. That is needed. And he is one of the steps to, hey, if you're going to hold your opponent to two runs or fewer, uh, that would be one of the guys to be able to do that. I don't know if, um, I mean, it's great to have Glass now back, but it it almost makes me think of like how much I long for the Blake Snell, Glass now, Charlie Morton trio in the playoffs. It's like we don't quite have that, but it's still a really solid rotation and pitching staff that the Rays are going to put forth. And that is something that will be, Uh, talking about as the week goes on and as the Rays uh, begin their playoff track. So anyway, um, yeah, I know there were uh, some not so positive things we talked about today, but rejoice in the fact that the Rays are back in the dance and anything can happen in that dance. I doubt, I doubt this thing's going to go chalk. I doubt it's going to be who has the best record in the American league. Is it the Astros versus who has the best record in the national league, the Dodgers? I doubt it's going to be those two teams in the world series. Exactly. It probably should be if you just look at their rosters top to bottom, but that's usually not how it tracks out to be. So, correct. Uh, All right. Yeah. Thank you for making the Locked On Race podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you on Tuesday.